Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I guess we were whores in a way because anything we were, we were being paid to do it and we were saying yes. But deep down, we, we did know that we wanted to only do weddings. So while we were taking these jobs, we were... You know, we were shaking hands and saying, we're wedding photographers, we're wedding photographers. We quickly um, grew a network from scratch. Within that network, we were trying to brand ourselves as as the wedding guys. A Swedish-speaking Finn in marketing and a hockey-loving Canadian who want to be wedding photographers, that's not going to work, surely. Well, when you have a clear vision and laser focus, it can. I'm Matt Bowen, this is Phototypes. It's Matt freaking Bowen. Oh my God! On today's episode of Phototypes, you're going to hear about an unlikely partnership. Cole Roberts is one half of Nordica Photography, a business that began with a friendship formed in Sweden, travelled to Canada and then returned back to Sweden. Well, to make sense of all that, let's speak to Cole in Sweden. The line isn't great in parts, but please do stick with it. Cole, welcome to Phototypes. Thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate uh, the uh, offer to be here. Let's find out where you are physically. Look around you and tell us where you are. Um, well, I'm in a town called Jävla, uh, which is where I live in Sweden. Um, it's a town a couple hours north of Stockholm. Um, where I'm actually sitting right now is sort of a, a guest room in, uh, in our home. So I kind of tucked myself away in the, in the guest room here to, uh, to stay away from my kids who are very vocal. Okay. Is that where you work or do you have a, an office? Yeah, I have an office in the house. Um, I, I've, I, I've contemplated getting a, an office in a shared workspace or something like that. And I'm probably going to do that in the new year. But uh, home is where I work. Um, my wife is on maternity leave, so she takes care of our, our one-year-old and our three-year-olds in daycare. So doing the home office thing is something I, I've done for, well, since I've been self-employed. But uh, I'm looking to change that up in the new year. As I mentioned, you are one half of Nordica Photography. Give the other half a little mention. Yes, my business partner's name is Jakob Granqvist. Um, he's a Swedish-speaking Finn, and uh, we've worked together since 2010. Uh, we've we met in 2006, but uh, we started working together in 2010. So it's good that you brought him up, actually, because uh, I should probably preface this by saying that you know we're very different people, Jakob and I. Um, our opinions, we have our own opinions, obviously, and I think that's kind of why we work well together, actually. But these are my opinions today, not his. So you should should say that. Okay, I think the plan is to get Jakob on at some point, and uh, he can give his own opinions. And, uh, yeah, perfect. Sounds good. Our listeners can sort of compare and see how you work together. So uh, <laughs> that'll be really interesting. So you are Nordica photography now, but when did you first pick up a camera? Well, um, I guess you know if we're going to go way back, I first picked up a camera when I was a kid. So like. 10 years old or something like that, maybe even younger. My my mom is a photographer. She's been a, a professional since the 70s, I guess. And um, 
one of my parents' many businesses growing up was a uh, was a film lab. So they opened that up in the early '90s. So I've I've been around photography, you know, since I was a kid, but I was never really a passionate photographer at all. Um, growing up, I liked to like hunt and fish and play hockey and, and do all those kind of Canadian things, I guess you might say. So throughout my teens and throughout even my 20s, I, I wasn't really interested in photography at all. Um, it was around 2007, 2008 when I started to actually, uh, you know, come back to the interest that was planted as a child, I guess you could say. So around 2007, 2008 is when I kind of picked it up um, this go around. Okay. So what did you do in between those times for sort of work and how did you make a living? Well, I I studied for six years. Um, I got a master's degree in marketing and that's actually where I met Jakob. We, um, we were in the same university in Sweden together. So uh, I'm trying to tie that into your question a little bit because, you know, most of my 20s were spent in university. And then when university completed um, in 2000, Oh geez, 2007. I, I basically went back to Vancouver as a, you know, as a under-experienced and highly educated individual in a very bad time to to find a job. So when I graduated, basically I had great education, um, but tough time finding a, a great entry-level position. So I kind of just became self-employed at that part. At that point, you know, throughout my 20s when I was going to university and all that, like I I've always worked, um, but you know. I guess at the time I uh, I just I was meant to be going down the entrepreneur route I think and being self-employed so that's kind of a long-winded answer to your question I think but uh, hopefully you got the idea. Yeah, yeah. What sort of things did you do um, as a, an entrepreneur? What were you? What was your business? Well, I mean, the first this business with Norica is the first real business that that I've had. Like, I mean, I've dabbled in a lot of other things for sure, but none of, none of the things that I was doing in my twenties had any legs. They were just meant to to make a quick buck. Uh, but I mean, when I was employed through university, I, I worked in the hospitality industry for about eight years, and and even before that, I've, I've worked in retail for a number of years. But in terms of like a, a real legitimate entrepreneurial venture, I would say that Nordica is the first thing that that. I, I was passionate enough to continue with. Okay, so how did the sort of partnership with um, Jakob come about? Was he always interested in photography, or did you kind of uh, encourage him into it? No, like, how it happened was like when I finished university, or when we finished university. Like I, I headed back to Vancouver um, with my then girlfriend, now wife. And I was in Vancouver and Jakob, he went to Stockholm um, and Jakob got a great job actually right out of university. He was working basically with with marketing materials for a governmental agency. So he had a great job um, out out of the gate Um, and he started doing photography for that that agency. And, And when he was doing this photography, they basically needed to invest in an in house photographer. So Jakob was pretty fortunate. He got um, he got put in a position where he was taking all the the right photography courses and being taught concrete photography skills, whereas I was over in Vancouver, kind of doing it another way. I was sort of learning on my feet and doing pictures of of actors and actresses and things like that. The thing that sort of bridged us together was um, was blogging. I guess like we we did study marketing together. And we both had a blog, and we were both interested in, in search engine optimization and marketing. 
Um, so basically, uh, long story short, like our, our blogging kind of was the tie that, that bound us together, I guess you could say. And then the photography complemented that. So in around 2009, um, we, we had communicated quite a bit online, just typing to each other and um, getting a work visa for Jakob to come to Canada for a year was pretty easy. Um, 2010, the Olympics were in Vancouver, so it was kind of like a an interesting time to travel if if he was going to do that. So we just basically agreed to give it one year in 2010 um, to work together and just see what happens. So we had no we had no real aspirations to to do anything past that one year point, but we we agreed that we felt like our skill sets complemented one another and that we could work together for a year. So, you know, we we quit everything that we were doing and he came over to Vancouver and we were just all in from day one. So what was the strategy then to get business? Did you start out um, specifically to shoot weddings at that point? Well, yeah, in the back of our minds, um, like in around that time, so like end of 2009, beginning of 2010, we, we did agree that weddings was the one genre that we wanted to focus on exclusively. We felt like it was it was kind of a, an avenue where we could do the type of photography that, that we enjoyed and get paid well for it. So like, you know, those two things were the immediate things that caught our attention. But in saying that, we needed to get attention because uh, at that time, like I didn't really have many contacts in Vancouver. He definitely didn't. We had very limited experience with photography itself. Like we, you know, we were we were hyping ourselves up, um, but we were less experienced than we, you know, than we actually were. So we we had a whole bunch of negative negative attributes um, when you consider starting a business. Like we didn't have a lot of strengths, but we were like, let's just go all in and and see what we can do. So in 2010, we like we took any job that would come our way. We were doing uh, pictures of families and product photography and events. We did a lot of stuff with the Olympics. So basically anything we were, like I guess we were whores in a way because anything we were, we were being paid to do it and we were saying yes. But deep down we, we did know that we wanted to only do weddings. So while we were taking these jobs, we were, you know, we were shaking hands and saying we're wedding photographers, we're wedding photographers. We quickly um, grew a network from scratch. Within that network, we were trying to brand ourselves as, as the wedding guys. So, so 2010 was a funny year. I mean, we, we referred to it as the year of play because we were just running around Vancouver, you know, doing whatever jobs could come our way. And, and I don't know, sort of taking it seriously, but sort of not. Were you making much money from it? In 2010, no. No, I, I, was, we, I mean, we were getting by. Our, our savings shrank quickly, but we were definitely not, you know, we were not making bank in 2010 by no means. And and even like how we were paying ourselves was was <laughs> it was kind of funny because we wanted to keep as much money in the Nordica account as we could. Which so what that meant is we were getting paid next to nothing. So out of the out of the gate, you know, it was a really foolish move. It was not a a savvy entrepreneurial venture where we where we were motivated by money. So we were you know we were getting by, but 2010 was not a great year for money, of course. So at the end of that year. How easy or difficult was it to make a decision to carry on? Well, it's funny you ask that because even yesterday we put a picture on Instagram. Um, we do like a throwback Thursday type of thing. On, and, and yesterday the picture that we put up uh, ties into your question because it, we did a wedding in October of 2010. Um, and that was like around a time when we sort of were drawing a line in the sand. 
Um, and we were going to continue and take it more serious or we were going to scrap the whole business more or less. So the, how this wedding came along was not in a glamorous way, much like most of the weddings we got in 2010. The wedding came about because my mom is a photographer, as I said, and uh, in my small town, which is in northern British Columbia, she had uh, an ad in the Yellow Pages, and Yellow Pages is like the, the phone book in case you don't have that. So anyway, long story short, um, through that ad, she got an inquiry for a wedding from a guy, and my mom said to the guy, I don't do weddings, but you should call my son. So the guy phoned us, and this was two weeks before his daughter was getting married, and basically haggled on the price, got it down to, I think, $1,000. And, and the last question before he would book us was, are you two gay? And, <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, does it matter? And he said, yes, it does. And I was like, okay, well, we're not. And so anyway, so we booked that wedding. We booked the wedding not knowing the name of the couple. And we just basically had a, an address to, to go to. And in that wedding, we showed up to it. And it was like, it was really a game changer for our business. It, it was, you know, to this day, one of the best weddings that we've photographed. It, it was amazing. It, it was outside on a ranch in a small town called Cash Creek, which is in Canada. And everything about that day, you know, it sort of changed our perception of weddings. And it's so funny because we can attribute so many weddings today back directly back to that wedding that we did in 2010. So I can't even remember what your question is because I'm just babbling at this point. But basically, we we did that wedding, and I remember getting in the car after that wedding, and you know, together we were like, well, that's that that wedding there was so remarkable. We we have to keep going because surely there are more great weddings out there like this. So that was the that was the tipping point, and after that we we just went all in even more. I guess you could say. Okay, that's interesting because that wasn't the end to the story that I was expecting. I was expecting you to say it was a great wedding and we got loads of publicity from it and you know it kind of kicked off from there. But actually, it was the feeling that it gave you that that actually well, prompted you to carry on. Yeah, I mean, well, there were two byproducts from that specific wedding. One was the feeling, certainly, but the second, it did get a lot of attention. For sure. Like when we put the wedding up, um, you know, people noticed it got featured a lot. And I mean, we're talking about a single wedding, which, you know, rarely can you attribute success to a single thing. But what that single wedding definitely did for us was got us a lot of attention. Um, so, yeah, it, it made us feel good and motivated us. But it also did do the secondary benefit of, of marketing our work even more. Did it prompt you to change anything about the way you marketed your business or approached um, weddings? Not sure about the approach, but I, I do think it, it changed our our perception of what what we were showing. Uh, and what I mean by that is, at that, that time in, in 2010, um, like we were blogging a lot. I, I think we probably blogged around 300 blog posts in a year. And the reason we were doing that is, at that time, Google, um, their algorithms really re rewarded um, high-frequency blogging. So we were like blogging like crazy, and, and we were like spreading keyword goals all across the map. And, and we, we felt that that would get us to where we wanted to be. But I think that you know, one thing we learned from that wedding and others around that time is, is you really need to focus on um, showing what you want to sell. So if we're showing everything and trying to be everything to everyone, then then we're not really communicating with our target market. So I think if we're going to, you know, 
draw one conclusion from that wedding. It, it's, it's taught us to show less and show exactly what we want to be selling. And your, um, your family at the time, was Therese your wife by that point or were you, was she still your girlfriend? At that point in 2010, she was still my girlfriend. She, we, her and I got married in, um, in 2012. So, I mean, it's Jakob and I and my business, but behind the scenes, she's done her accounting and sort of been the, uh, the voice of reason since day one. But at that time, she was my girlfriend. So Okay. And um, during that sort of time before that wedding in 2010, what were her thoughts about the way that your career was going? Was she supportive of it or was she saying, come on, you need to uh, sort, sort yourself out here? Well, Therese, I mean, she's always been supportive of everything that we've done together. I mean, before Jakob came to Vancouver in 2010, like, I could really bore you with some stories about how well she supported me, but I'll save that for a beer one day, maybe. But but Therese is, you know, she, I think that we're doing better than she expected. Let's put it that way. Like, fast forwarding to today, like, I think we've surpassed her expectations but all along the way, she has really looked at what Jakob and I have been doing and, and supporting it in a big way and, and kind of offering her insight along the way as well because she, she also is a, is a pretty savvy business person. So we've always valued what she's had to share. Now, what is the philosophy of Nordica photography? Well, I mean, we still, we're still motivated by like, the storytelling aspect of what we do. And so like, artistically, like we... We can motivate ourselves pretty easily based on on the art form which we're we're doing because you know it's such an important craft and and what we're delivering to people is it, I mean I'm, I'm probably preaching to the choir but what we do is important but from a business standpoint I think that uh, our philosophy is is understanding where we are with our kind of our business life cycle and I feel like after you know doing this for five years. I don't think we're on the decline, but I think we're at maturity stage at least where we're going to need to kind of redefine what we're doing, especially given the fact that this is a, the type of industry where there's always going to be newcomers and you really don't build any equity with this type of business. So it's not like we can pack it in and sell the business because nobody's going to buy it. It's not that, that type of industry we're in. So I think the business philosophy for us is, is how do we move forward? And we have ideas for that, but you know, it's about kind of having a plan in place. And I think that after doing this for a few years, we, we have ideas for how we want to evolve the business. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of the dry answer, but you know, the funner answer and the, the more interesting part is the craft that we do. It, it, that's not getting old. So the, the philosophy with that is just continue what we're doing and continue loving what we're doing. Has your style changed much since you started? Um, I don't think so, actually. I think we've we've improved. And that's just a natural thing. I mean, if we didn't, then what have we been doing all these years? So I think that, you know, the technical side of what we're doing has improved. But I, I don't know if our, like our general philosophy on how we love to do wedding photography, I don't think that's actually changed that much. We've always been been motivated by the, like the storytelling aspect and, and being able to document something, which... I mean, these are all buzzwords probably that most wedding photographers are saying nowadays, but we actually really believe that and, and we love that part of it. So I think that we've improved in the technical aspects of it and and with that improvement, we're able to really just sell our vision and, and I think that's kind of a win-win when we're being hired for that reason by, by couples. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You say that you've improved technically. How did that improvement come about? Is that just from taking more pictures or have you taken workshops, things like that? Well, I, it's just basically improving by doing, I guess. Like the the simplest answer to that question is like, you know, speaking for myself at least, not not necessarily Jakob, is I don't really think about the tech, like the settings of my camera anymore. Like I just do it. Like I've been using you know Nikon gear for many years, and you know how to use it and the actual you know handling of the gear. I, I don't even think about that anymore. I just do it. So, so I guess that if you get past that stage, then really you're just focusing on what's in front of you and what's what pieces you can kind of collect to create a story at the end of the wedding day. So that's just learning on our feet. Not, Jakob and I have never really taken workshops, especially technical ones. Maybe we should. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you're doing a pretty good job already. What has inspired you personally, Cole? Inspiration. Inspiration's a funny thing. Do you know, I think his name is Chuck Close. He's an artist and, and he has a great quote and it's, uh, inspiration is, is for amateurs. Um, the rest of us just get to work. And I, I mean, not to, you know, say that inspiration isn't important, but I think inspiration kind of is a little bit overrated. Like I, I'm, my approach is more like show up and, and do the work and something great will happen. I've never really been the kind of guy who's like, looks at a, a blog or I don't know, an art book and, and becomes, you know, mo- even more motivated to do something like I'm, I guess I motivate myself just by getting myself into uh, an exciting place or an exciting position. And, and then whatever happens from there happens. So I don't know if that directly answers your question, but I, I think inspiration, you know, it, it goes hand in hand with hard work. But I think I would be leaning more towards just, you know, doing the work rather than plucking inspiration from, from various places. Yeah, sure. I understand. Um, who's been a big influence on your career? Uh, that's an interesting question. I've never really thought about that. I, I think that I, I've been around a lot of entrepreneurs since I was young. Um, so, like, I think the influence that entrepreneurs have had on, has had on me has, you know, carried weight from, you know, when I was young all the way until now when I'm an adult. I've worked for a lot of savvy entrepreneurs, and I, I've always loved watching the way that they interact with people. And and I've been around a lot of service businesses. So I think that, you know, those influences like entrepreneurs within a service industry, I think that's had a big effect on me because I think that's essentially what we're doing as wedding photographers is, is we're providing a service. You know, obviously it's art, but we're in a service business. So I think I can't, you know, specifically point to any individual, but I think that just being around a lot of entrepreneurs growing up, that's uh, that's really impacted me. Yeah. So what excites you then about um, about getting up and taking photographs? 
Well, what excites me about getting up and taking photographs? Well, I, I mean, I, I get excited when I, I go to a wedding and I'm there, you know, and I, I understand that there's going to be a start of the story and an end to the story. Like when I'm in that setting, I, I really love that. I mean, I'm not necessarily the kind of guy who's going to go take a walk in the forest and take pictures of birds. You know, like if, if there's a real purpose for, for what I'm doing, then I get excited. And, and weddings provide that environment where there's a start and there's an end. And in between the start and the end, there's a story to tell. So I think that gets me excited. And it doesn't need and it doesn't really need to be in a an epic place, you know, because I think the, the real exciting part about storytelling is, is, you know, communicating the story of the characters and those characters can be in, in any sort of environment. So I think the storytelling is what excites me. And when you are not shooting weddings or landscapes or whatever else you want to shoot, are you the sort of person who can have downtime away from the camera? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I understand that it's a craft and you should hone your craft and, you know, like force yourself to do to do photography every day. I understand that side of it. But on the other side of it, I've got two kids and I feel like we're running a we're running a business that that needs to be nurtured outside of the art. And, and what I mean by that is we, we stay busy staying busy and and what that actually means is like the administrative part and the marketing part and and all the other components to running a business keeps keeps me busy um but yeah i mean i i take pictures of my family you know i got a lot of pictures of them yeah i was just going to ask if if you have a lot of of family photos of your children or whether that's oh totally yeah because sometimes like a builder's house is the worst house on the street because they're too busy building everyone else's house but Oh, yeah. totally. And chefs, like I've worked with a lot of in, in the restaurant industry and you see what chefs eat when they're at home. It's the same sort of thing. They're eating garbage, right? Yeah. Opposite to what excites you, what scares you, Cole? I don't know. I think there's something within the DNA of, of a true entrepreneur that that understands that there's, you know, going to be points in your entrepreneurial path where where your intuitions going to need to kick in and and you're going to need to be decisive about your decision making so what i mean with that is like when i think about our business i i don't get scared about the decisions that that are constantly in front of us but i I think i'm aware that 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 those decisions that do present themselves and the ability to be decisive about what path you choose I, i think that that's it's not necessarily scary i think it's kind of exciting but i think that that's one thing that i'm I'm aware of constantly is is that ability to be decisive with what we do with our business. It's a pretty boring answer, maybe, but that's that's the truth, I guess. Nice. And uh, the other part of the question was about uh, personal, personally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I'm a pretty easygoing guy, I would say, and I don't really get scared by much. But I I think that it you know after you have kids, you know that that changes everything. It's it's kind of a cliche answer, but you know I. I feel like I've put myself aside in a way. And what I mean by that is I have the business and I have my, my family. And those two things get the most of my attention. So in terms of being scared, I'm not sure if I'm scared, but I want to obviously give my kids, you know, as best a life as I possibly can. You've been very good during this interview and haven't uttered any curse words or swear words. But uh, are you a sweary person normally? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean... Do you have the term redneck in the in Britain? Now? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what a redneck? Yeah, yeah. like I, I grew up in a very redneck kind of environment, which I love. I love where I came from. But you know, c- coming from that environment, 
and then feeding it into the hockey culture, which was most of my teens, you know, there's a lot of profanity. But I think that I, I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to, you know, tone down with the F-bombs and things like that. I guess it's because I have kids, maybe. I don't know. I'm getting old and boring, eh? <laughs> no, I'm sure you're not. So um, if something does go wrong or if you just fancy dropping a swear word, what would your favorite one be to use? Oh, I don't know. You know, all the basic ones. The standards. All the regular ones. I don't have, I don't have a hierarchy of profanity i just i just roll with the punches i noticed living in sweden now that they it, unless i'm not understanding anything they don't really have a lot of, of swear words in sweden i can only think of one so maybe i'm being influenced by the swedish culture and i'm toning down the profanity okay do they swear in english using english words or do they just probably not my wife does yeah <laughs> <laughs> particularly at you <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's got a lot of passion and uh, she doesn't hide it very well sometimes. So. <laughs> if you could be anything else for a day, Cole, what would you be? It's an interesting question. I, I guess, uh, I don't know. I, I grew up, when I was growing up, I, all I cared about was hockey and playing in the National Hockey League was, you know, the dream. I think any young Canadian lad playing hockey wants to experience that dream. So maybe, obviously not, if I could switch, you know, for a day, I probably wouldn't be a player, but maybe be a general manager around an NHL team. But that's like, that's total fantasy and it's never going to happen. But I think it'd be cool to see what goes on at that level because, you know, I, I love hockey and passionate about it. So to see what goes on in the inside of those dressing room doors and inside of the, the business minds of those people at that level, I think that would be interesting. Okay. But let's not kid ourselves. It's never, it's not even on the radar, but I think it'd be fun. No, no, no. This is, uh, this is all about fantasy, this question. People have said birds of prey and all sorts of things for that. So, uh, yeah, you can be whatever you want. <laughs> well, if you asked me tomorrow, it'd be a different answer probably. Uh, okay. Um, who living or dead would you like to photograph? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I, and again, I think I'm going to give you a pretty boring answer, but <laughs> I'm not the kind of guy who could you know sit down and do like i'm not a portrait photographer necessarily like I, I i've never really been interested in getting in the room with with this person and doing an amazing portrait or anything like that but i am interested in is like more of a uh, cultural like cultural overview of something so like i hope this doesn't get too off topic for an answer but like i am interested in the, like kind of the northern cultures so to go and photograph you know the sami culture interacting with their reindeer would excite me or to go to greenland and and sit on the ice with these greenlandic people as they hunt seals would be exciting or go to the faroe islands and, and go on a whaling boat not that i'm pro or against you know whaling but i think being amongst a a cultural setting I think would be pretty exciting for me and I've always been drawn to northern cultures so I I don't know someone living or dead to, to take pictures of sure I mean that, that could be cool but I, I'm more interested in what's happening now with with different cultures and, and trying to get in inside of that uh, setting. Do you think that's something that you might develop in the future um, to photograph that sort of thing or photograph something outside of weddings? Yeah, it, like, I mean, there's no, it's not like we're actively pursuing anything else other than our current business. But if I was to, like, ever, you know, have time for a hobby, that would be the kind of hobby I think I would pursue. I, I Like, I'm not going to kid myself and think that 
I'm going to, you know, go spend time with, you know, the Aboriginal fishermen of the Queen Charlotte Islands in Canada and get paid for it. Like, it's very unlikely. So this isn't, these types of things I'm talking about are, are interesting to me. And I think it'd be really cool to, to photograph it as a hobby. But I mean, that would be a pretty, pretty distant departure from, from our current business model. Okay, you and Jakob run several workshops where you give a lot of advice to other photographers. Give us a little nugget from those workshops that you would give advice to um, another photographer listening to this podcast. Well, yeah, we, we've done a lot of workshops and been lucky enough to be in kind of educational settings. And I think that I can answer that in two ways. Like the first with, with the actual photography, there's nothing that Jakob and I can teach people about photography, sadly. And this is again my opinion, but but I don't think people would ever leave our workshops like feeling like they're a better photographer. And what I mean by that is like we really are just selling what we see, and that's it. And but there's the nugget perhaps is in how do you sell that? And I think that when people leave our workshops, I think that maybe the one kind of grand feeling that they'll leave with is is trusting their business instincts and understanding that like your brand is is a, is a gut reaction that you're evoking in somebody who kind of interacts with your brand. So I think that that's one thing that we've kind of tried to teach in our own way over the years is that branding is, is a gut reaction that, that you're trying to evoke. So, you know, being able to sell the type of photography that we do, it boils down to, to selling a consistent brand voice. So, yeah, we talk about those fun things. Yeah. But I think something that I learned very quickly during my photography journey was that it's good to have your brand vision and that's set up right from the very beginning rather than developing it over the time because people buy into the brand, first of all, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I agree. And, and to, to kind of complement what, you, what you're saying is I, I do think that brands evolve and I don't think I don't think that you can say necessarily that this is the end game for my brand. This is what my brand will be. Because I think your brand becomes almost a byproduct of, of those who hire you. Because, you know, just one concrete example is the reviews that you get online on, on Google Plus or, or something like that. Those reviews are a reflection of your brand. And, and whether you, you know, whether you want to control those or not, they're going to be there and they're going to feed into your brand. So I don't think you can, in my opinion control your brand too tightly because it, it brands need to breathe a life of their own after some time okay good advice thank you for that and our final question who else should i be interviewing who else would you like to hear from on a podcast like this and you can't say Jakob. Jakob grandis <laughs> uh well okay maybe i can ask you a question like who describe your listeners our key listener is somebody who's into photography, developing their work, and likes to hear interesting stories. Okay. Well, my gut, my gut answer would be James Mose then. Uh, James Mose is a, he's a Canadian. He's a Dutch, like he's, he has a Canadian passport. He has a Dutch passport. He has a U.S. passport. He lives in Seattle. Um, he does mostly weddings. Um, you know, so his art and his craft is, is incredible. But him as an individual, he's one of the most interesting guys you'll ever speak to, I think. So I think he might be uh, somebody worth considering, at least. Excellent. I will check him out. Thank you, Cole. Um, before you go, tell us where we can find you and Nordica Photography all over the World Wide Web. 
well, the normal places. Like, I guess uh, Nordica is one place that you can find us right now. So on Instagram, Nordica Photo is our handle. But I, we're putting a lot of effort right now into an event that we've started called Way Up North. Um, so if you're curious about what that is, um, on Instagram, you can find it under way up at way up North as well. So I'm just giving the Instagram handles because that's where the attention seems to be today. <laughs> so it's at Nordica photo and at way up North. Yeah. Instagram has become quite the marketing tool now, hasn't it? Yeah. It's interesting. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, he is a very, very smart man. He's sort of the guru of social media and, uh, he's got a great quote. He says, that businesses need to market in, in the year that they live in. And I think that it's very true with art-based art businesses as well. Because, you know, back, like, just to bring this full circle, the uh, wedding I described that happened in October 2010, we when we put that on our blog post, I think we got, like, 150 comments on it. And nowadays, when we put up equally good work on our blog, we'll get no comments. So comments are whatever, it's neither here nor there, but the, the context of how people are interacting with, with the art has changed. And now the eyeballs are on Instagram, so. They sure are. Cole, thank you very much for joining us today on Phototypes. Right on, Matt, I appreciate the, uh, the conversation. Thank you, Cole. If you're enjoying Phototypes, come and like us on Facebook at Phototypes Pod, where you can see more images from the guests we feature each week. Come and say hello in our community there. And I know a lot of you enjoyed the chat I had with Joanna Brown a few weeks back. Well, I'm interviewing her again soon. So if you've got a question for her, please email me matt at mattbowen.co.uk. That's Matt with two T's. And you can find me, Matt Bowen, at theretreat.co on Instagram. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.